everyone, and welcome back to Shadow of the Demon Lord. Uh, I think we have a name for this campaign now. I think it's Demon Blight. That is correct. <laughs> it's, I, I don't name stuff. It's not my, my is. It's not my kind of thing. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so last time uh, on Shadow of the Demon Lord, the party basically didn't do very much. We just did some bookkeeping over what everyone, everyone does in their spare time, uh, how everyone's living expenses are handled and so on, which is quite a big part of the game system. And everybody made some vague plans about how they're going to deal with the academy and chance in the future. Uh, but they didn't really come to any super concrete decisions. We're going to rejoin the group about a week later. Uh, once again, you have been summoned to the academy uh, to do your usual, do their bidding as usual. This is like, a, this is like, um, how long did we say the time between treatment was? Well, this is about a, a quarter of the way between to, to your next treatment. Spring is just starting to come to an end. Like it's probably, I don't know, I think they have different months in this universe, but it's probably like May-ish, late May. So it's starting to get more sunny, less rainy, uh, a little, oh yeah, that's not great for our chance, is it? And it is probably uh, currently early to mid-afternoon. For your first task, you are being sent to the Historical Studies and Acquisition Department, uh, which is a building, not not quite part of the academy, sort of half part of the like college that's attached, because it's not, they also study like non-soul-related stuff in the academy, like more conventional topics, like uh, uh, in a more kind of conventional, which is like part of the same institution. Area. Yes, uh, I think I mentioned it in the big world building document that I did. It's sort of half one foot in, one half foot out, because it's like not really clear if it's an academy thing or not, which is that it's, it like studies, you know, soul magic, but in the perspective of like, uh, historic, like historical cultures and like so on. So it's only sort of scientific in the same way. And because you were still kind of at the bottom of the, la the ladder in terms of uh, doing tasks, you've been sent there first uh, for your first proper assignment. The first one was just kind of a trial, and the second one was something you do on the down low. So, uh, the building itself is uh, kind of a, a bit haphazard looking. Uh, it was originally an old uh, old building to study physics, but it has been converted several times, uh, like expanded. It's kind of a mess of like different wooden and like uh, stone structures kind of stuck together. Some parts are larger than others. Uh, it seems to be relatively busy though, there are students coming in and out, and sort of a, you know, kind of a more relaxed atmosphere than the rest of, the rest of it. Uh, you were heading to the office of the of the head prof of the head professor, the head of the department, uh, to speak with her about what she has you to do, what what task she has for you. I guess we all go in. Um, I guess all of us means all of us, but Chance. Yeah, where is Chance right now? I'm just gonna hang out in the main hall right now, while someplace outside uh, of the sun, strumming on my harp for a while. Can vampires like be in the sun in this setting? I forget. Oh god, like, no! Is is... They take. Oh yeah, so... they take damage from the sun. That's gonna be a big problem for you. I think that as long as I'm properly like cloaked and garbed, I should be fine. I guess that's probably true. Just get a big umbrella or parasol and hope uh, Claude doesn't steal it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alternatively, take one of the ones that Claude has stolen. It's not like he's using them. It's true. Are you spying on the group chance, or are you just, or are you just not gonna even try? Oh, I'll hear back from them eventually. I'm just gonna stand out here and struggle my heart for a bit. I see. Uh, I forget you did. You don't have like an, you don't have like an arrangement with the academy yet, do you? Or do you? I forget what how that was cleared up last session. I don't think you do. Not so yet. I'm not sure you'd be led on the grounds. You're probably outside in that case. Quote unquote outside. It's like in the visitor center. Oh, there's there is you were in there in the first session. There is like a visitors area. Oh, perfect. The rest of you uh, travel through uh, these sort of like winding and like awkward mismatched halls up the old building until eventually you come to on the second floor a lot a larger set of doors that are labeled uh, with the head professor's name, uh, which is uh, Luwin Asprit. Just a bit weird, a bit exotic sounding. It's a vaguely fey sounding name. 
See, all these names are exotic, Bizarro. I was going to say, with the double T at the end, sounds like it's probably Elven. Uh, you probably know a bit about this person if you want to instead of information in advance, Claude. Yeah. Um, well, you don't study here. They are an Elven professor, uh, and they uh, are known to be uh, kind of a combination of like personal but also eccentric and strange. Uh, they're not really taken seriously by the overhead professors very much. Claude probably likes them. I see. But like, even though he like he doesn't study directly under them, but he's still like he likes people that the other professors should not get along with. Yeah. Well, like uh, she's not actively disliked. She's just yeah, kind but of like not. She doesn't have enough cred like to be on the ends of like the inner clique of the academy leadership. Yeah, but that's why people who are not taken seriously by academics are always the most interesting people. That's true. <laughs> So who is presenting yourself as like the leader of the group? Like who is who is who's in the front here knocking at the door? Ah, uh, Aizma. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow, you just you just go right for it. It um, should be Claude, but I would guess no, but it's Aizma. Immediately approach the door. Uh, Zara will pull Aizma back and push Claude in the way. Oh. <laughs> but you, Aizma, knocks on the door first. Yeah. Uh, as you after you knock, you hear a you hear the sound of something something shuffling around inside, and then someone shouting, "Come in! Come in!" Claude allows himself to be shoved into the the, for, the foremost position and opens the door for everyone. Uh, I think All he, right. he holds and it open. marches past him. Thank yeah. you, thank you for, for opening the door. Yeah, you are so welcome. <laughs> uh, hold on there. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was always taught to hold the door open for ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so you enter. Um, you enter the office. Uh, it's pretty expensive. Like it's a it's a large room, probably larger than most bedrooms. Uh, but it has a more cluttered appearance. Like it feels smaller because it is full of so much clutter. There are tons and tons of different books lining the shelves. All sorts of like knickknacks and decorations that usually look like from there. All sorts of like uh, all sorts of foreign cultures. Like if you have like an image of like the kind of thing you would see in like the colonial era, where of somebody who considers themselves a scholar, it's basically that where they've just tried to cram as much like exotic shit as possible in a small space. It's <laughs> like probably. This is, this is, I feel dumb from knowing this. What is the word for, like, a model of the solar system? An orrery. orrery. An orrery, that's right. There is an orrery, probably, in the center of the room. Alongside, uh, you know, some other magical-looking magical, magical -looking artifacts, or magical-adjacent, uh, lined across the walls. The professor herself is rising from your desk, uh, rising from the desk as she enters. Uh, she is, a uh, she has the ageless appearance that, like, you know, most fae do. Um, she has, uh, she has, like, dark red, she has dark red hair. Uh, kind of a a roundish face, uh, but with light features that are like not quite sharp, but a little bit, but but relatively well defined. She's wearing black, like the black Acad like black academy robes, which usually demotes the highest rank. And she says, "Thank you, thank you so much for coming. Come in, come in." Hello, hello, little girl. Can I get any of you something to drink? Tea, coffee, wine? It's a little bit early in the afternoon, but this is a judgment-free office. <sighs> no, I'd like some no. wine. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> she chuckles a little. She chuckles a little bit at Aisma's, uh, Aisma's words and says, "I'm afraid uh, I'm only willing to offer you uh, tea or hot chocolate, little girl." <gasps> hot chocolate. <laughs> She's more excited for that than the potential of underage drinking, actually. <laughs> uh, so she said, "Would anyone else like something?" I'll take the wine. <laughs> I can. Can mm, that's a good question. Can they? No, I don't think they can. Uh, but she'll still still serve you wine anyway. She won't ask questions. <laughs> Um, Perfect. I hit it, Aizma. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cass uh, just shudders in the background, far away. Zara will have what Aizma has, so... Oh, hot chocolate. chocolate. Ah, so you'll be stealing the wine that Bartleby is smuggling me. <laughs> yes. 
Seven eight is fine without. Uh, Cloud's gonna have some coffee. Not that he needs it, but, you know. As she's uh, pouring out the drinks on a little side table for you that's uh, also quite disorganized, like you just got full full of a a few other empty cups that have been recently used. You obviously had had other guests today. She says, I'm so happy the upper management have finally sent someone. I've been trying to have someone deal with this problem for weeks. It's been dreadful. Please have a seat if you like, or don't. It's, It's fine. I'm good at dealing with problems. She gestures towards a set of plush chairs that are like sort of scattered around the room in no particular rhyme or reason. Claude will sit. I think Aizma's gonna sit on the softest one after she gets her hot cocoa. Aizma's <laughs> just gonna hang out here for the rest of the session. <laughs> with her legs dangling like six she inches begins, off uh, She begins distributing the drinks to everyone who asks for one. And she gets to Aizma, she asks, Would you like a snack too, little girl? I can get you some chocolate if you like. Here's the best. I'm afraid I, would I don't love have any chocolate. milk chocolate. I only have um, orange and dark. That's fine. I, I'll take orange. Uh, she heads for heads for the back and gets you a bar of it. I'm afraid I can't stand milk chocolate personally. The taste is far too pedestrian for me. Too much sugar is bad for the complexion. I love. Her. I think Aizma's gonna have to live up to her goblin heritage here, and she's just gonna eat it with the wrapper still on. Good. Oh my goodness. Uh, the professor looks looks you with kind of like a. She's like endeared, but also like va- like not quite sure of the word. Remember, you should always skin your kill first. But it adds texture. <laughs> whatever is your pre- whatever is your preference, dear. Of course, go right ahead. Aisman, when the texture has text on it, that indicates that it's paper, not to be eaten. I feel like with how many sharp, pointy teeth Aisman has, that doesn't actually matter. She's just gonna tear right through it like it's nothing. Is this orange chocolate, or is it covered with, like, a foil made out of a metal? Uh, this is probably pre-foil, so it's probably just paper. Uh, like, yeah. chocolate was originally packaged just when just in, like, paper wrapping. Okay, so she's not having tiny sparks in her teeth while trying to do <laughs> <No>. this. <laughs> Aisma has distributed as much chocolate as she desires, and she seems to be waiting for you to bring up the idea of the work that you want to do uh, as well, and in the meantime, just kind of entertaining you here <laughs> as guests. If you're waiting on Aisma, I think you'll be waiting a while. <laughs> Yeah. Would anyone else um, like a snack or anything of the sort? I have plenty of time, she says. Uh, I would actually love to hear about what um, what this problem is that you were mentioning. Uh, oh, of course, of course. Hold on just a moment, please. Uh, she heads back to her desk and uh, goes through some files uh, for a moment. Is there one of you I should be addressing in particular, like a, a leader of your group or some such? I'm not sure quite how the Academy has organized this affair. That's Aizma. Me! You? Oh, that's so sweet. You're the leader? Claude's in charge, but I'm the leader. She's correct. She's clearly humoring. She's clearly humoring Aizma to some extent. Yeah. Aizma, there's something about the vibe this woman is giving you that is like not off-putting, but like nagging at you a little bit. You can't quite put your finger on it. This is a feeling to Aizma specifically. That's fun. I have a couple guesses as to what that might be, but for now, I'm going to continue eating chocolate and drinking hot cocoa and being an overly spoiled child. Aizma <laughs> learns what condescension is. <laughs> Um, well, I have quite a simple task for you. It shouldn't be too difficult. I'm afraid it shouldn't be too difficult. I did hear about what happened with the, um... I did hear about the work you did, uh, for the biosynthesis department. Exemplary, I heard. Oh, thank you. Uh, quite impressive. This should be much, uh, much more simple in comparison. Well, this will sound more ominous than it is, in truth, when I explain it, but I need you to retrieve an artifact for me. Uh-huh. That sounds cool. It's actually quite mundane. As you can see, my department deals with the historical artifacts from all periods of all periods of history that, uh, that dabbled in soul magic. Uh, the ancient Gogians, some of the earlier periods in the Empire, even as far back as ancient, uh, the ancient elven cultures. Uh, this item in particular, 
is a Gogian soul mold, uh, which I'm sure you don't need to bore me, bore me in the details unless you're interested specifically. The long and short of it is that it's been, been in the possession of an antique collector in the city for some years, and for a long time I've been trying to obtain it, uh, you know, been making offers, overtures. The man hasn't heard of it. The man wouldn't hear of it. He would never accept my offers. But recently he passed away and, his, and the item was inherited by his grandson, and so I thought he might be receptive uh, to a sale. So I was thinking you would perhaps handle it for me. Sure. Um, why, why, uh, why do you think his grandson might be more receptive to the idea? I've heard only a little bit about him. He sounds like he might more have something more of a liberal mindset, so to speak. Not so, not so much of a sentimental figure. Uh, the grandfather—I'm afraid his name escapes me—was quite um, a. How would you put it? Uh, he was sort of a true believer uh, in the sense that he, he, you know, he, he collected. He collected purely for the spirit of collection. Money meant very little to him. You should have seen his house. It was like a dragon's hoard. Absolutely dreadful. Claude looks around at the room and, and they're in uh, and all the yeah. like shit crowd in there and just nods respectfully. <laughs> in oh, any course. case, um, I will provide you uh, with some money with which to make an offer to him and uh, then I'd like to see if you can get the artifact and then bring it back to me. Hmm. Sound fair enough? I, I hope it's not rude of you to ask, and I, but I, I can't help but wonder why um, for, for something like this you, you might... You, you couldn't go yourself, is it... Is it just because you're too busy? Is there a, is there a danger involved in this? It's a bit complicated. Academy, uh, buyer, uh, collectors of these artifacts are often unwilling to, uh, to accept a sale from, an academy, from well-known academy personnel. Uh, often people in possession of, you know, artifacts per se, pertaining to soul artifice before the modern era are fall afoul of certain contemporary regulations. You know, one who possesses such artifacts often do not use them for, how to put it, entirely above-board purposes. So, selling it to the Academy directly or to, you know, another f- official might put them somewhat in more of the public eye that they would care to be. So it's better than be approached by a group of people who are unaffiliated. You might want to disguise yourself, Claude. I doubt they'll recognize you, of course, as a student. Oh, uh, yeah, of course, I, I, won't, I won't wear my uniform. Very good. So we gotta go to this grandson. And tell him that we want to buy the soul net. Soul mold, she corrects you. Okay. Is that it? That's uh, that's about it. Um, cool. If there's any trouble, of course, then, you know, you're welcome to improvise as you see fit. Or if it's truly difficult, then to come back to me and explain. It's quite, it should be quite a simple task, so I'm saving, uh, you know, I don't want to give you too much too quickly. Best to... You know, build bridges rather than, uh, you know, put too much drain on them right away, as they say. I think that's not how it goes. Well, never mind. Uh, are there any questions? Uh, what's the grandson's name? Yeah, where's the guy? Yeah. I have it around here somewhere. Uh, she goes through some of her, more of her papers. Um, mm, The grandson's name is Simon Humphrey. Uh, I don't have the, the grandfather's name here. I suppose it must also be Humphrey, unless it's, uh, for his mother. Uh, he owns a store on the, in the Spine, uh, re- relatively upmarket. Not sure what they sell, however, I just have the address here. Okay, could you could you give that to us? Of, yeah. of course. I'll just write it down. Uh, she makes a note of it and passes it along to Claude. He puts that in his pocket. Anything else about the artifact, about the whatever else I know about the man, or the anything in question, really? So what's the thing we're getting? You, you said its name, but I don't know what it is. It is a soul mold. It's an object used to... How do we explain this in terms that a child will understand? Mm. What's its shape like? 
Oh, it's uh, it resembles a. It's it's it should be in the shape of a, of a black cube, possibly of some small spikes attached. Attached. The Gogans love that sort of affair. Very gothic. It's an object used uh, to um, to take an imprint, roughly, of a soul, uh, and to then impose it onto another soul or a you know a soul simulacra. However, it's very primitive, from hundreds from hundreds of years ago, perhaps even thousands. Do you know much about history, little girl? No, but that's okay. Mm, suit yourself. She sits with her own drink. This grandson, is he guarded? Mm, I believe he might have someone employ employed at the shop. I'm not sure. You'd have to check. I think he is reasonably wealthy. I understand he's, been, he's a heir to several different families. But the lines, the lines have been rather dying out, and he's uh, inherited a, a rather large amount of wealth. Nothing extraordinary, you understand, but, you know, very upper middle class. So what is the sum that we're going to be carrying with us here? Oh, of course. Uh, she goes into the back room briefly and withdraws a large, uh, a, sa a small sack of gold. This is 60, 70 gold pieces. It should suffice uh, for, the for the purchase. Seventy has right. been taking notes this whole time, including the bit about a uh, a black cube about so large and covered in spikes and gave an approximation well, to the size. Well, she speculated it was covered in spikes. Uh, because... Potentially covered in spikes. Which Aizma is so hoping it's covered in spikes. And also now is making a note that is basically, like, this entire thing, if you looked at it, would look almost like it was put together as a um, an investigative or police report structure. I see. And in this case, is actually being marked down like the the item that we're picking up is is seventy gold pieces and checking through to make sure that it's the correct sum, so that all pieces are accounted for and none walk off unexpectedly. Obviously, she says as she passes you uh, the pouch. I will be expecting you to return the money if you will not accept the purchase or. Uh... If the price, oh, you manage to haggle a lower price, I hope you understand. Of course. Very good. Her expression is severe for just a moment about this point. All right then, she says. Are there any more questions? Once again, uh, about the artifact, about the man in question, and what what you're allowed or not allowed to do, or what I prefer you didn't do, anything around that, that sort. I would yeah. ask what she'd prefer us not to do, but that would just give Bartleby explicit instructions on what he needs to do personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm think I I always oh my god I always like freak out during this section because I'm always like uh, fuck I know there's something I need to be asking I know there's something I need to be asking and I'm not asking sorry. anything my, my brain is uh, blank You could ask for more details about how it works uh what it does what it might be being used for all important things that Aisma doesn't care about or the history <laughs> behind it that she was going to explain before but Aisma told her not to uh, she was like I do don't care think, like, do we think that the grandson is actively using it or is it just like uh, an expensive heirloom that he's hoarding mm, difficult to say I do believe the grandson's business is something to do with soulcraft but I'm not sure about the specifics and you would think that if he if it's like something he's made a business out of he wouldn't be using such an older like primitive device well, you would think so, but laymen often don't really know what they have until someone points it out to them. Or maybe because it's so old, it's better than normal ones. <laughs> she chuckles at this notion. That's very romantic, dear. What purpose would one have for shaping a soul in such a direct fashion? Well, uh, such objects are often used for, uh, well, the ancient Gogians used them for their slaves. They would use them to compel them to behave in a certain fashion, uh, for their undead. You understand. In order to have them accomplish tasks, build like 
erect, erect constructions, that sort of effect. Usually it was very simple. Their ability to truly change the soul was limited compared to modern capabilities. However, often in the modern context, they're usually used for, uh, often for the machines that, uh, the, the, the souls that run machines, uh, to limit that, to uh, shrink them and reshape them according to the needs of the uh, task at hand. Savanid is thinking of that the music box that broke very horribly. Uh, yes, that's uh, an example of what she's talking about. Usually they're, usually they're only used for relatively small soul, relatively small weak souls, insects, small mammals. As of larger souls, they will often break the soul. The more, the more complicated the soul is, the more it's prone to abnormalities when one attempts to intervene in it haphazardly. So what do you want it? As I have said, this is a historical department. Uh, we store artifacts pertaining to uh, soul magic throughout the ages. It will go into our collection as a reference for further research. This seems like a very disingenuous answer, but I'm not going to argue with it. <laughs> I say that out loud. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, she chuckles at the, She chuckles again at this. If you're worried, I'm going to use it for some nefarious purpose. You needn't be. It's, as I was uh, implied a moment ago, it is very primitive compared to modern, modern uh, devices of the same function. You can relax. If you admitted it was for nefarious purposes, I would be more at ease because you're being transparent. You're fine. <laughs> Claude looks like he wants to die. What she's saying is if she wanted to do evil things, she's got better ones already. Well, I'm not going to speak about my nefarious plans or lack thereof. I assure you this item does not factor into it. It is simply for the collection. That's all there is to it. Claude looks like he wants to die of embarrassment. She seems more amused than like bothered by the by accusations. Or, I guess, implicit accusations. <laughs> Alright, let's go. And Aisma's gonna get up off of her comfy chair and, I guess, grab everyone by their clothes and haul them out of the room. She doesn't have the strength to do that, but... Everyone all at once? Also, two of them aren't wearing... <laughs> Only two, two of them aren't wearing clothes. Well, that makes it easy to pick which two to grab. <laughs> I only have two hands. God. <laughs> <laughs> we have some more chocolate to calm her down. Oh, you want to take some for the road? Go ahead. I have tons of this stuff. Why do you have so much? I'm a sugar addict. It's my sole vice. That and alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) Crippling alcoholism. My only vice. Alright, folks. Time to go get something to put in the museum. I assume 7-8 is holding the money because they are the most responsible person in our lineup. (gasps) Excuse you! It's quite likely, and also, well, I can think of some place pretty safe to put it. Also, I don't think anyone could mug you. When Seventy <laughs> speaks, it does not involve having to open the mouth. That's more of a show for the sake of making things easier for people. So it's just going in Seven Eight's mouth. Are you going to inspect the bag at all, or are you just going to not not like ask questions? I mean, it would be properly counted to make sure that all the pieces are accounted for before doing anything. Uh, there is. Yeah. Uh, you notice when you open it, there is a, a device around where the bag opens that uh, seems to t- t- monitor when it is opened and closed, uh, but does not like. It doesn't stop you. It just like seems to record that it's happening. Okay. Interesting. But yes, all seventy gold pieces are accounted for in the bag. That's been put into account. All right. So I guess we're gonna go straight from here to the spine. Okay. Uh, you're going to head straight to the address in question. Although maybe you get ambushed by chance on the way, but yeah. In the spine, air businesses that pertain specifically to soulcraft are usually in a particular district on their own. Uh, there is there are often protests around this district because you know it is uh, basically abominable what's going on here. 
there is one today, in fact. Uh, there are there is a small group of people who are uh, citing a variety of theocratic and uh, perhaps more intellectual reasons, uh, objecting, like loudly shouting at the gates and holding signs. I do want to specify that I, I think that um, Claude did take the time to get changed out of his academy uniform. Oh, very before, good. On the way. What's he wearing now? Casual clothes, like uh, for him, casual means like he's wearing like a button-down shirt and like a vest, but no tie, and like the sleeves are rolled up. Like that's like him being like, "Wow, this I God, God, <laughs> I can't. I'm so unpresentable." Like, but you know, one must blend in. I think Aisma's in her newsy outfit again. She's not in the devil outfit because today isn't an adventure day. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's your adventuring outfit again? A red pajama onesie with a devil tail. I mean, this could turn into an adventuring day. You don't know yet. Yeah, but right now it's been a chocolate day. (laughs) (laughs) You've been been eating chocolate the whole way. I think we're out of chocolate now, so no. That's for the whole group. I I like to imagine there was a bit where, where she did offer Zara some chocolate. And Zara, having never eaten anything sweet besides, like, I don't know what kind of honey... These people, her people. I don't eat. think it's actually sweet. It's probably yeah. it's gonna be kind of bitter. But it's, yeah. I just like I just I just picture a scene where she where Zara tries chocolate for the first time, and if she had eyeballs, they would go wide. <laughs> These people actually make something that's good. Uh, you head to the address in quite like that you were that you were given, and uh, the, this shop you arrive is um, it's like a, it's like a good location, but it's not appear to be very popular or like particularly uh, well well advertised it seems it seems the impression you immediately get is that it's mismanaged like the colors uh, do not grab you on the sign the presentation is poor much of the windows are covered in like informational uh, papers uh, that like block the view of the interior uh, the sign reads in large uh, uh, large green print pet souls and body plus secondhand bookstore we also <laughs> sell newspapers as amended to the bottom this is not suspicious at all do you want to try to assess what is going on here before you proceed inside? Oh, yes. I would yes. love you. <laughs> is this the place, Claude? Would anyone like to use a, a skill of some kind or make a check? I have criminal informants, so... Have you emerged from the shadows now, Chance? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did you just join our group without a word? <laughs> just walk behind just, us? We were just... oh, that's, how, that's what I do best. I'm a, I'm a stalker of the shadows. Are you so... going to ask for? Are you going to ask what's going on? Like what the? I'm sure I picked it up from them. Then some one of them had it. Did we? Did we okay. explain to Claude who, who this is? We met before. We were at the. Yeah, we met before. And why is he back? <laughs> uh, we have an agreement now. Because he owes me five hundred gold. <laughs> I don't think that's true. No, it is true. I do owe her five hundred gold. Don't worry about that. Yeah, who? Wait, I got the good end of this. Please, deal. I left for exams for two weeks. <laughs> you replaced me with a vampire. <laughs> I left you guys alone for two days, and you made a pact with a vampire. <laughs> I don't think he's an open vampire. Uh, explicitly, <laughs> he's been subtle about just, it, but I think it's pretty very clear. Pale, always avoiding the sunlight. I just wrapped up in clothes, stalking us from the shadows. Constantly waving a wine glass. Full skin of blood condition. Oh, <laughs> well, you haven't even seen a skin condition. You weren't replaced. You were supplemented. Also, it would not be a wine glass full. We wouldn't be able to get that here. It'd be more like one of those blood packs stuff, like uh, Capri Sun. <laughs> Just a straw poked right into it. Anyway, so anyway, Claude has, has joined us, and we are on our way to. Who is assessing the interior of the store? 
uh, or like trying to get an impression of what this is. Were we going to look at the outside first? or Yes, I invited someone to do that from the outside oh. using his skill. Yeah. Or... Um, first up, I have the urchin profession, and I live near here now. Have I heard anything about this place? This no, little hole this is in an incredibly wall. unpopular place. No one comes okay. here. So I guess that's what I know, is I know no one this comes here. This is a here. store that would probably be out of business, business if it wasn't being he- like kept up by other money. Ah, as a front for something else? Uh, well, that's one interpretation. From the backstory for this Humphrey fellow is probably just rich and manages the shop for funsies, for something to do. Um, what what is the name of the store also, uh, or does it have one? The name of the store is Pet Souls and Bodies Plus Secondhand Bookstore. Holy shit! We also sell newspapers. <laughs> is a vent to the bottom. It is not clear if that is part of the name, but the rest is on the sign. It feels like a, a country store where there's like five signs on the front of the business. It's like yeah, it is definitely out of place. We uh, also sell bait, bait for fishing. Was the first one pets? Pet souls. Uh, it's, yeah. I will repeat that. It sells pet souls and bodies plus pet second-hand okay. bookstore. Is there a comma between pet and souls, or is it literally the souls of pets? No, it says no. Pet it is this. Okay. <laughs> There's no punctuation. You can buy whatsoever. the soul of your dear cat. <laughs> or, and you can buy a body. Yeah, to put the soul back in. You know what? Claude is the kind of person who would shop here, actually. <laughs> so, oh dear. Claude's like getting out his getting out his wallet. I know. He's like, uh, <laughs> she just gets a shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, Claude. Yeah, Claude. Like, oh, I know this place. <laughs> it's amusing that the things that this shop does just seem to get more and more actually like legitimate the further down the list you go like they're desperately trying to find something that actually produces money <laughs> please Petals. also newspapers uh, also we make pizza now <laughs> well you have to get rid of the pet bodies somewhere so do you want to check anything else or do you want to just go in oh i'm definitely going in yeah i think we just need to yeah Okay, uh, you enter the store, and once you are past a, there's like a there's like a nice ringing bell, like it makes a, makes a very loud chime as you enter. As you enter, you see that the store is divided into two halves. Half of it appears to be filled with, as the sign says, uh, used books, or some of them look new. Some of them look new. Some of them look new, like just a mix of like like kind of a bookstore, just in kind of environment. Generally, that was probably overexplained. I probably didn't need to emphasize the books as much as I did. Um, <laughs> the other side uh, contains. On one shelf, a bunch of small label glass jars, and on the other side, uh, a bunch of uh, animals lying prone, uh, also with labels, in some kind of field, of like magical field. When you say prone... Okay. Let's... This is awful. <laughs> there are all kinds of small domestic animals here. Like, you know, you got, you got mice, you've got cats, you've got dogs, anything, you, turtles, anything you can imagine for a pet. Yeah, they all seem to be unconscious or otherwise incompatible. In fact, they're completely motionless. Like, they're not moving at all. But they don't look like they're dead or rotting. They're just kind of sitting there. They're breathing, they just are not... No, they're not breathing. They're completely motionless. No, they are. There is no life in there. They look like they are frozen Ah, in time, basically. They are not dead, but it's like some kind of suspended animation. Oh, they're hella dead. Oh, I think. Well, I mean, they're kind of dead, quote-unquote. There's no soul in there. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, Claude is just speculating here, but he's seen this stuff before enough to know how it works. So when you said that they were, like, in a field, do you mean, like, they're floating in a magical field? Like, in the air? Or are they just lying on the floor? They're not floating, but there is, like, a magical field surrounding them. Oh, okay. But at least they're shaped like animals this time. You guys have been to, like, a jewelry store or something? 
and and like you know how they have those glass counters <laughs> that's it's full I'm, of I'm, dead I'm, cats. that is what i'm like picturing in my head is like that but it's full of like dead turtles <laughs> like, <laughs> they're also on a rotating table uh, the the animals are packed also quite densely in, but they are like oh, neatly geez. arranged. Like they're not just lying there. <laughs> they're but like they're... a discount barrel okay. at the front with like. <laughs> they're packed like stuffed uh, animals, is what I'm getting. Just reach out of in this. and grab a, grab a handful uh, of turtles and bring them to the counter. If you read the labels underneath the uh, individual items, you might get a better idea of what the hell's going on here. Although it's probably pretty obvious already. I might as well, but mostly I'm looking at this and just immediately going from the bodies to the jars and going, this just seems unnecessarily complex. Examining the jars, it describes to you uh, what kind of soul it is for what animal and what it's compatible with, and what what skills it has been trained in, uh, respectively, so you can get a dog that like behaves a certain way with a certain personality based on the soul, and then you can put it in any kind of dog you want. Uh, theoretically, I guess that's a business model. This is ringing some alarm bells for you, Claude. This probably does not it does not work very well, or is not as well. Claude's reading this and like and like shaking his head in like horror. <laughs> I don't. That doesn't seem like how soul. You can just put any soul in any. Yeah, it's not. There is a phenomenon uh, in the setting called the rate, which I think came up earlier, called the Rafik limit, uh, which means that if you put a soul just in any body that it's not meant for, it will cause problems uh, for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> And the more complicated the soul, the worse See, it is. Yeah, this person is just so shady. They're like advertising, like, oh, you, you put it in a turtle, and it'll it'll, it'll do dog tricks. Like, um, the labels yeah. for the animals are obviously like telling you how old the animal is, uh, what species it is, and so on, and the price, of course. Man, I'm glad I can't read. And there's also a ton of books. <laughs> Lots of used books here. Also, there's also a sign inviting you to sell your books. The prices they offer are not very good. I think that's precisely what I'm gonna do. Okay. Specifically, I'm going to walk over to the used book section, grab like five off the shelf, and go to the resale counter so I can meet the proprietor. Okay. Uh, the woman manning the the woman manning the counter counter is like uh, about Claude's age. Uh, she's got like a pair of glasses on. She's kind of kind of got like brown hair, bangs. Uh, she's reading a book as you approach her. She seems really absorbed in it. Hey there. Um, I oh, have some books I'd uh, like to sell back. Sell back? Yeah, I um, I have some books. I I kind of gave up on reading a while ago, so I just need to get rid of these. She looks at you carefully. Um, sir, those still have the store labels on them. I know, I left them on because I thought I might be able to get a return, but I kept them too long. She doesn't seem to know quite how to deal with the situation. Like, she's obviously aware that you're lying. Uh, I love she, what, so fucking what was, the, what was the point of this? She looks anxious and vaguely worried about, say, about, like, sure, refusing you or, like, doing anything. She looks helplessly at the rest of your group, like, uh, in, the, in the in the hopes that this is, like, a joke and someone's going to intervene. Oh, Claude is not going to intervene. He is still looking at the at the dead animal section and trembling with rage. <laughs> oh. Aizma is also looking at the dead animal section because it's cool. <laughs> it's, uh... A little creepy. I mean, Aze was into creepy things. You notice that there are not many, uh, like, many spaces where items are missing in the store? Like, they have not moved very much merchandise. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know that. That's that's why they're probably so happy to sell these to me when I bought them a while ago. <laughs> she, she says, Sir, I did see you take the books. I'm afraid I cannot let you sell them to me. Don't you operate under the exploitative assumption that the customer is always right? Um, I don't think so. I'm what? sorry. I demand to speak to your manager. Um, I don't have a manager. I'm the only one who runs the store. Uh, I say good day. I put them back where I got them and join the rest of the group. She goes back to her book. That did pick up a piece of information that's a bit odd, though, which is, okay, 
So where's the person you're supposed to be meeting? It's a fair point. Uh, Claude is trying to distance himself um, from Bartleby specifically, but also like like he's he's trying to see if he can like if there's any way that he can play this off like uh, like he did not come in with all of these people. Hey Claude, these rats are pretty good. I think they'd make a good stir fry. Wait a minute, this isn't the barber. <laughs> oh chance, you vampires have such a biting sense of humor. Oh my god. Uh... You know what occurs to me? Did we actually get like a name for the person we're supposed to be tracking? Simon about? Humphrey. Simon Humphrey. So we should probably ask for that. Person. Well now that we've <laughs> we've done this shit. You have immediately made things weird, but you can still salvage the situation, I'm sure, somehow. Okay, okay, I'll do it. No. Aesman, please. 7-8 <laughs> just places a hand gently on Aesman. You are not moving forward. <laughs> one, big, one big paw. I just like how the, how the difference between Aesma and Bartleby is they're equally destructive to the situation, but no one stops Bartleby. Of course yeah. not. It's amusing. Honestly, I think that Claude is scared shitless of Bartleby. <laughs> yeah, Bartleby <laughs> like, is uh, very frightening. Honestly, you should be scared of Aesma too. <laughs> Bartleby causes things to potentially fall apart socially. Aesma has knives and is not afraid to use them at a moment's notice, even when no one knows why. God. They're good knives. So does anyone want to approach the counter and talk to this lady? Yes. Or, Claude. Okay. We'll I this. want to, but uh, I can't. Claude looks. She looks up with a, more of a wary expression this time as Claude approaches, and she says, uh, "Welcome to Pet Souls and Body Plus Bodies Plus Secondhand Bookstore. Uh, can I help you?" She sounds very distant. Uh, hi, I'm. I'm very. I'm very sorry uh, about, about my friends. Uh, oh, it's it's all right. I was actually wondering, um, who owns uh, the store? Is it? It's oh, just you that works um, here. You said. Yes, I'm the employee. Uh, the owner. Uh, you want his name? It's Mr. Humphrey, correct? Oh, yes, that's right. He's the owner of the store. Uh, he lives upstairs, but he doesn't work here. Does he come by often? Or I was actually hoping to, to speak with him. He doesn't go out very often, but he doesn't come downstairs very often. If that's me. Only when he has a new concept for the store or uh, something along those lines. <laughs> by concept, I'm assuming you mean the, the newspapers and... Um, yes. Other thing. Uh, yes. He has a very strong sense of um, of commercial direction. Uh, what did what did you what did you want exactly? I'm sorry. Oh, um, I was actually hoping that uh, to to speak with him. There's there's something about the the uh, the matter of uh, his called like stage whispers to her like his his inheritance. Uh, she looks anxious. Um, I'm not really supposed to bother him. I'm afraid. Uh, the last time I did, he got very upset. We can't have him getting upset with you, can we? Um, no, I can't really lose this job, I'm afraid. I needed to pay for school. Oh, what school do you go to? Oh, um, I go to the, the I go to the College of Business uh, down in Upton. Oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> Claude does not say that out loud, but he is thinking it. <laughs> what if she just tell him we want to we want to buy something from him from his personal collection? You could say that, Zara. Could say- that would be good. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that from across the room. Okay, you just shout it out loud. Xara does not want to talk to people, but clearly this is going nowhere. Just to say, just tell him we want to buy something from him. He really doesn't want to be bothered. Um, um, something from his personal collection. Uh, we have money. Like this is a this is a major purchase. Yes. 
Mm, she looks hesitant, like she looks like she, she, she fears something bad will happen if she does go to bother him. Uh, can you, does anyone want to try to persuade her using a skill? Oh boy. Or I can bother him for you. Who who has a... Per, there's nearly persuade skill in this game, right? No, but you... You're not, just your professions. They're yeah. your professions, yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to integrate mechanics into this game. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what all do you have? Like... Well, my profession of choice <laughs> is leader, because I'm going to do it for her. <laughs> okay. You're going to go... You're just going to go behind the counter? Yeah, well, just, just run up the stairs. Oh, oh, right. He lives upstairs. And is the entrance, yeah. like, through this store, then? Uh, yes. But she wouldn't tell you that. But yes, it is through the store. But yes, there's a okay. door in the back behind the counter, which presumably leads upstairs. Uh, that makes things so much harder. You also noticed another door that probably led upstairs from the outside. But you said Aesma's just gonna run past her? Uh, Aesma's gonna shout, I- I'll do it for you. You don't have to bother him. Uh, she looks anxious about this, too. I don't think know if you're supposed to go behind the counter. No one's supposed to- I'm not- I'm not really supposed to let anyone upstairs. You're not really supposed to go upstairs, I'm sorry. I don't think- You're also supposed to take customers seriously when they come into things to resell, thank you. Oh my god. She looks- oh god. She doesn't look happy about this. She looks like she is, <laughs> this, uh, being this poor fucking woman. put into a situation she isn't really happy with. She looks like she could, wishes she could go back to reading her book. <laughs> it's a textbook, by the way, that you notice now that you're close. Market economics. I'll put this very, very clearly. Think how wonderful it's going to be when we're all gone. The faster we can speak to your boss, the faster we will be gone. Is this using politician or? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Holy shit! That's it's a true. good deal. It's almost as if there was a point to be being an asshole a moment ago. She looks kind of overwhelmed, but she says, uh, "Well, uh, I guess if you're not going to leave, I have no choice but to go upstairs." I have no pulse, and I operate on a geologic time scale. I can outweigh you if need be. <laughs> uh, uh, she heads. Uh, she heads behind the counter for a moment and like yells out something. After she does this, a very kind of like basic-looking automaton, uh, like not not like a clockwork, but like not very uh, not very advanced-looking, uh, comes out. Of, like it has very thick, like dense limbs, but it's roughly humanoid. Comes out and stands kind of like mindlessly at the counter. Um, and then she says, uh, I'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, she heads up the stairs. Claude wants to die. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's pretty embarrassing. Every, every time. Hey, Claude. Yes. I can't read. How much are the rats? Uh, how much are the rats? Uh, the rats are four copper pieces each. Ooh. That's quite expensive for rats. That's, yeah, that's, uh, Ace that's mm. a ripoff. They're, yeah, they're, really, they're really upselling. No wonder no one buys anything here. You can get rats for free. Yeah. <laughs> Aesma can get rats for free, are you kidding? I, yeah, that's her job, is getting rats for free. Well, <laughs> job, I say in uh, air some quotes. Of the, some of the rats are it more expensive. There is a very fluffy-looking rat that is one silver. Well, I don't want a, it for a pet. I want to eat it. Oh. <laughs> so this is, this is definitely be the dinner store later. for that. Yeah, the... Aesma uh, agrees, it's a ripoff. We're not buying any of these. Underneath the fluffy rat, there is a label that suggests it would go great if a cat soul, which seems like a terrible <laughs> idea to you. Oh, oh my god. goodness. Uh, Does this automaton have any kind of, like, hands or anything? Uh, no, it appears to be been mostly used for clubbing. It is a defensive automaton. One of the hands has a small blade attached to it. Oh, well, I suppose that handing the uh, automaton the textbook to hold is a very bad idea, then. Probably it would not be able to hold it. Also, doesn't seem like it's really doesn't really seem like it's advanced to do anything. Like enough to do anything. Like uh, 
other than it's the one thing it does. And I assume the one thing it does is, if it sees you steal, it moves at you and hits you. Yes, that would probably be the right assumption. I think Aizma is probably familiar with robots like this. It would probably not be able to stop all of you if you all tried decided to rob the store at the same time, or just attack it, but, you know. But we're not here for that. That would probably not make the sale possible. I'm assuming no one's going to do anything until uh, she returns. A little longer than you'd expect. She looks a little bit stressed out. And says... He says he'll see you upstairs, so you can go ahead if you want to. Thank you um, so much. You probably want to try not to uh, be too... Um, Ourselves. She looks like she's trying to be diplomatic. Uh, yeah. I'll only rough him up a little bit. He's in one of those mo- his moods right now. I think you might upset him if you try to be... He's very frantic. If you get too excited, he might start to... Um, well, I'll leave you to it. Okay. Thank you. And and Claude like, looks extremely pointedly at just everyone else. Actually, there's not even one. Everyone else except except Seven Eight, who has done nothing to upset him even once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm playing such an unfun dickhead. It's but... okay. You know, we need characters like this. Uh... Seven Eight's only crime is being too big. <laughs> Thus far, I haven't had to break a door jam open. So yeah. Assuming you do not have anything else to do on the shop floor, uh, you head through, uh, and then up two sets of stairs, uh, to, um, where the, uh, man is, presumably, at the moment. Uh, there is something of an odor in the air, uh, but you can't put your finger on what it is. He, like, shouts for- he shouts up here as you're getting- getting close, so you have an idea of where he is. Eventually you come to- come to his room, uh, which is, uh, surprisingly barren. Like, it's- it's barren in like a I don't know how to put this. Barren in like the kind of way where someone someone who someone who like has an obsession of not having very much stuff. It's not like barren as in someone who's poor, but rather someone who is like trying to maintain like, you know, a very kind of uh minimalist style of room. Yeah. There's some very basic plain furniture, uh, but all it all looks pretty high quality. It's kind of a lounge area that you find him in. Uh, with a sort of a big, it's like the top, it says a big window that overlooks the middle of the market street. It's actually a great view. This place must be quite expensive to live in, even though it is in the middle of like above a shop. So the man looks at you like with a bit, like, he's like, oh my god, there are so many of you. Yeah, Aizma runs over to the window. I can see my house, it's over there. That's great. Listen, you said something, I heard something from Greta about a sale. Yes. Uh, who, who is in charge here? Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're looking for the the black cube with the spikes. Uh, it may or may not have mold. Yes. The man looks like he's unable to process this. He has something of a funny quality in his eyes. Like he has a kind of a redness about his around his eyes. Like he looks a bit um a bit peculiar. I'm sorry. What are you trying to buy from me? I'm sorry. I don't really have time for this. I was in the middle of I was in the middle of working on something. You inherited something called a soul mold from your from your grandfather. Oh, yes, uh, the soul mold. You'll hear about that? I'm sorry, it's not for sale. Yes. He says very suddenly. Uh, please share yourself out. Why is it not for sale? I don't believe I need to justify my business to you. It's not for sale. Uh, how much would it take to change your mind? He doesn't look, he kind of is double take, does a double take at the question. Like, he's like, the soul, the soul mold, the soul mold is an essential part of my upcoming business plan, I'm afraid. So I'm afraid it simply is not for sale. He says. But it's not part of the pet soul stuff? What pencils? Oh, right. No, yes. Absolutely, yes. You're right. You're, oh, you're following me. Yes, good. He clasps his hands together. Yes, I'm planning to use the soul mold for my new for my new business concept. 
it's uh, never been done before in this market. I'm planning to allow people to bring their pets in for bring their pets in, get them immediately trained using the soul mold, imprint the training on the pets. That's a terrible idea. What do you know about it? Uh, quite a lot. I study souls for the living. Oh, did you just tell him you're from the academy? No. You just did. You totally just did. You just no. I'm an independent. I'm an independent researcher. Did you just totally. add that hastily? I didn't. I'm I not think from he here. just did. <laughs> he looks. Uh, God he damn looks it! Suddenly alarmed and un- 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 I literally uneasy. wrote down in my. Okay, I just want to say that I literally have my notebook sitting open in front of me where I've been taking <laughs> notes diligently for the first time ever while playing D and D, and I wrote down do not mention that you are from the academy, and then I just blurted it out because <laughs> I'm a fucking to be idiot. Fair, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> And as you mentioned that you're from the academy, his eye or I didn't quiet. say it was his from the academy. I like did not, those are not widened. my words. He's like, you're, you're. I'm sorry, you're not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I didn't. I'm not gonna. I, 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 I don't know anything about these soul molds. I'm afraid here. I'm afraid you're gonna have I, to leave. Wait, did you just say soul molds? It's not like you were playing there was more than one. He looks anxiously around the room. I'm afraid you really need to leave. Please, please get out. Get out, please. I don't want I, to call the watch. Please leave. Please leave. Well, please we leave only now. need one. He begins like making a gesturing motion of his hands, implying that you need to get out right now. I would like to state for the record that I never said that I was from the academy directly. It's All I said to... was that I studied this thing that the academy it is happens to, to specialize in. Give him an indication because you are just, clearly a young person. I just, I just want to say from my own, from my own ego purposes, okay? <laughs> that I never Aza said it. sighs and she draws her katana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you actually drawing a weapon, Asma? Yeah, I think she's pulling no. a knife out. No, 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 Okay, so you're committing to that action? Oh my god, no, I'm begging you out of character. Zara, Please Zara let us try it. to grab Azma's hand at the speed of light and stop her from drawing an, a <laughs> weapon out. Are you going to let that happen, Azma? Or do you want to make, like, a challenge? Like, do you want you guys want to make a challenge roll about it? I'm, I'm begging I, you out of character not to job, do this. So I think it's fine okay. <laughs> if she stops me. I definitely have a hand on a knife, though. Okay, he says, I'm afraid you really do need to leave. Sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why are you? Why are you so uh, worked up about this? I don't you, have any business seem... with the academy. I'm afraid. I don't have any business in the soul trade. I'm sorry. I don't know anything about this. I really need you to leave. I'm in the middle of a serious work session. I hope you understand. Please, buy some not... your way out. I feel like we fucked this. I feel like we fucked this whole thing. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know how to unfuck Does anyone it. Anyone want to make some kind of role or some kind of action to try to calm him down? Because he is like right now. He really wants you out of the room. The best I can really do is to basically state we don't have any interest in whatever it is you think is going on here. What is the expected return on investment from what you are looking at? Because, frankly, I think we may have an offer that can better that. This is a... He seems, like, briefly distracted from, like, his uh, paranoid um, breakdown as of, like, by your interest in his business plan. He says, you're acting like this is something money can purchase... This is revolutionary. It's going to change the entire pet market all across the continent. It's worth millions of gold, more money than you can imagine. That seems unlikely, but what are what are your complications then with getting it up off the ground? Because it doesn't seem like it's going exactly the way you've planned. He looks anxiously at Claus and says, "Do you have notes? Let me let me see your notebook." No. Are you here because of the watch? Are you here on behalf of the watch? Is this one of the? Are you doing work for them? I've heard the students. No, do that. I promise. I am not here on behalf of the watch, I promise you. I'm not exactly fond of him. I don't think he's going to... He's not going to believe me, but I yeah. can... Claude will say to him, 
he says, look, look, I understand my presence here makes you uncomfortable. I understand that, you know, you, you may not trust me, but I, if you would like, I will wait outside while you discuss this with my friends. But they're working with you. They don't really like me that much. For what it's worth, I don't think they can stand me either. All right. All right. You can wait outside, and we'll talk about this a little more. Just get, get, get out of the room, please. Out of the room. Yes. Okay. Go downstairs. Uh, Claude is, is out the door. <laughs> I'm, this, I'm wondering if this is a stupid idea, but he did mention, like, oh, you have notes, let me see those. And I'm wondering if he could, if Claude could, like, surreptitiously hand off, like, a notebook of, like, his research on souls to, like, someone else so that they could know that this guy is, like, talking total bullshit. But that requires a lot of, like, reading and doesn't really make sense. No, thinking about it. Remind me, because I'm trying to remember, like, if I had mentioned this. When 7-8 was looking through notes, originally it was mostly trying to look at metallurgy, but I believe I was trying to find more information on how it relates to soulcraft and so forth. Maybe. Because I feel like I would have had some knowledge that, like, what he's describing. I think if anyone would have soul knowledge, it would be the immortal robot with a thousand-year-old soul. Like, I'm thinking that there's a high likelihood that that combined with, you know, the religion that they belong to end up combining to, this guy's probably full of shit, and also the Academy's research, if it is capable of doing what he's talking about, would be capable of doing so a bit more effectively than a terrifying stone artifact from thousands of years ago from a place that was concerned with having bones walk around. And apparently vampires too? I don't know how that happened. Yeah, so Claude will leave the room as as okay. he requested, and Claude will like kind of give Seveny a knowing look, being like, alright, you, you got this. And, and leave. As soon as Claude's out the door, Aisma's gonna pick up the conversation. What are you gonna say, Aisma? <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I think I'm gonna try talking to him on his terms. I was like, I, I don't know who the Watch is. We're not with whatever that is. We were sent by Professor Chocolate. She wants it for her relic collection. Oh, you're just telling him you're from the Academy. He already knows! <laughs> Aisma, it wasn't Professor Chocolate, it was Asper. Professor Chocolate. So you're, you are here on behalf of the Academy? On behalf of one of the professors? Oh god, this is all going to hell. They're gonna they're gonna take everything yeah, from me. Yeah, she wants it for her collection. He like looks, uh, looks anxiously around him. <sighs> the reason that we are here, and not the Academy... They find out what I've been doing. Oh god. Is because... No. No. They have no idea who you are. You're nobody. The reason we are here, and not the Academy, is because they, this deal is under the table as you as you people say we give you the money you give us the artifact we leave the academy does not look into anything further yeah so you're, you're, this has turned into a fret uh, are you trying to intimidate him like kind of implicitly no no i think we're trying to calm him by saying that this isn't the academy isn't going to steal I, I all thought you were going to say that this will go away if and only yeah. if he sells the thing we're doing this under the table uh, but i guess i misread your tone slightly no no, no sorry yeah th- i mean <laughs> I mean, if he yeah. took it that way because he's a paranoid motherfucker, yeah. that seems reasonable. I'm in the, I'm yeah, in the mindset I mean, right now. Uh, that, that's it. Yeah. He's like, it's probably like it's probably hard to to get Zara's tone here, but I, I think she is trying to enunciate it clearly. Like, we are not here as representatives of the academy. We are here to buy it and give it to somebody who works for the academy. We're brokers, man. If they wanted, if they wanted everything you had. They would send more than us. The man, like, crosses his arms anxiously and says, uh, 
Do you know how hard it is to get a hold of one of those things, of one of those soul molds? If I sell this to you, then my- I only have one more. My business plan is finished. I've been trying to get more to replace them for months. Or more to fill in the gaps. I can't even run experiments with only just one. And that's why you're gonna talk to us about where it came from, and you're gonna help us make a fake one. Oh. Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Now that, when was... now that a member of the Academy's gone, I can let down my facade of being stupid. <laughs> Hello, my name is Bartley Otto Clark. Um, go to the Bloodworks or any poor district and ask about me. You will hear that I have been sped spreading anti-Academy rhetoric for basically as long as I've been alive. I myself don't want the Academy to own this thing. I don't think it's theirs to own, and they just want to <laughs> yeah. put it in storage. If you can tell us why they might want it, we might be able to replicate it. In addition to being unfashionably good looking, I'm also an engineer. I can make things. If you can tell us how we can replicate one of these, because the expectation has been set that it's useless, we can fabricate a replacement, act like we bought it from you, you keep both of your things. You want to make a forgery? He says. Aisma gives Bartleby a hug. You're so smart. I'm, I'm daft and duplicitous, <laughs> but I'm not dense. Aisma's like, I'm so proud of you. Seven Eight simply shrugs because, like, what you're describing is basically a replica, and this was a museum piece. And hey, that isn't really that different from what they do in museums now, is it? Everyone except Claude is in the room, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am standing next to the door right now. I'm actually strumming on my harp right now to make sure that clock so will not hear us. everyone is now aware of Bartleby's <laughs> intentions. I'll go with it. Or stated intentions. So, did Claude hear this? Did Claude hear this too? Nope. No. I, I certainly said it loud enough so Claude could have. But I think it's funnier if Claude didn't hear it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess no. that's the question is if you were listening at the door or not. The man says, like, I suppose that would work if we can make a forgery. But my research hasn't come far enough yet. I don't know how. I don't know how it works. I don't know how it operates. Or I would have made more myself. Uh, the way he, the way this guy looks, and the way this guy tones these statements gives you the indication that he doesn't actually know anything about it. Like he's not. He has no idea what he's doing. He doesn't know anything about like what he's working with at all. What he's doing is his best, which doesn't seem to be very good. If, if I had a few more weeks, I'm sure I could figure it out. I could uncover the secret. I can show you the artifact if you really want, but that's the most I can do at the moment. I want to see it. How many spikes it got? Spike. Observing it Spike. would be oh, helpful. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't counted. Too many to count. Also, it does have spikes. Too many to count is a good number of spikes. 